I am, and I was, Jeff. There is something you will hear after events must first pass. Stay. Listen. Record. Appropriately. Hello? What time is it? Who is it? Um, I don't know. I... Situation. Green. Creamy. Charizard. Sorry, honey. I have to take this. was digging through her bag looking for her CIA badge. Agent Roizen, you grab your your liaison badge. It's not like an agent's badge or anything, but it's it's something that uh, does carry some weight in certain circles, and, and it may with, with Special Agent Rachel Glenn. You go ahead and produce that grasped in your hand. Paris's eyes alight upon it. Paris uh, says, Whoa, hey, what's the, uh, what's the play here? Well, I'm running out of ideas, so my next thought is make it clear we've got rights to at least be involved. Yeah, we can... Look, you don't want to give away your, uh... You know, we don't want to give away who you are. Like, we can just... We can just cut loose and and handle this like the way we've handled operations in the past. We can do this. So Roizen's gonna close her eyes for a second, take a deep breath, and nod. She'll shove the badge down in the back of her bag, where it's not going to fall out anytime soon. Look, Royzen, she's getting under my skin too, but she's holding us back. Let's get let's let's get away from her, get away from the bureaucracy, and let's handle this. I just blinked. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were okay. about to say let's handle this the Delta Green way. <laughs> I thought you were too, and I was like about to do a slow clap, and and yes, I was gonna roll the credits and shit, man. But that's why I stopped talking. <laughs> I was like, where am I leaving myself here? <laughs> Record scratch, freeze We're frame. You're probably wondering how I got here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's just let's just handle this on our own. Right, old school. Uh, you want to lead? I don't think I'm in the right mindset to do this. So Paris and Roizen walk into the morgue, where Prentice and Ryan are doing their best to keep her relatively engaged. And so I said, wrecked him, dang near killed him. She. Screws up her face again and looks over at you, Ryan, as if to ask, what the fuck? 
I'm still laughing at Eric's joke, by the way. <laughs> That's gold. <laughs> Anyways, it's not always about bleach. What the hell are the two of you going on about? I was just telling uh, Special Agent Rachel Glenn about a, a little story, you know, from uh, from back in the old days. This has been incredibly enlightening, and I have treasured every moment that that we've been able to work together on this case so far. But I do Thank have you. some things to tidy up here at the examiner's office. And so I think now would be a fantastic time for you to pack up, gather your things, and make your way back to your offices. Oh, you want to sleep? I'm so sorry. I was not gathering those cues. That's on me. Um, I've just got a lot to do on my end here. Yeah. Uh, coordination again with, with the yeah. medical examiner. Yeah, and I'll hit the databases, like I said, so... Um, Excellent. That sounds great. You have my number. Let me know if you turn anything up. We would love to keep you informed. Uh, good. Prentice makes eye contact with Paris and Royson, like, making a, like, what are we doing face? Yeah, let's, uh, let's get going. Royson's gonna look at Special Agent Rachel Gunn. I'm sorry, they're a little socially underdeveloped, I think is the word I'm looking for. Gentlemen, in the van, boss wants us back ASAP. She makes a very polite smile. She says, "Let again, let me know if you if you find anything." Of she course. turns away, takes out her phone, starts scrolling through something. Special Agent Rachel Glenn, I just want you to know before I leave, as Prentice is being shuffled out, I am not socially undeveloped in, in the door. Prison is literally on, shoving him. <laughs> Paris puts his hand on uh, Prince's shoulder and leans leans in close. Goes, man, she fucking hates you. <laughs> Well, uh, I don't need her approval. <laughs> You're now... And he straightens his jacket. <laughs> You're now in front of the CDC van, which is parked in the garage adjoining the medical examiner's office. You pile in. Doors close. It's kind of a feeling of tension, but also relief now that Special Agent Rachel Glenn is, is not here to overhear anything and everything you might say. Team... You've been cut loose. The FBI is not going to be a help to you. At least not in this context. Something would have to drastically change. In fact, it could be a hindrance. So it sounds like you may be on your own. What's the next move? Well, we've got our, our, our latest Vic, as Ryan loves to say. We have some clues pointing us in that direction. We have a tattoo. We have a possible home somewhere in Chinatown. So we have we have something to go with there. I think the first thing we need to do is ditch the CDC van and get less conspicuous transportation. Well, it's not like the van says CDC on it; it's just a big white van. Oh, we might want to might want to change the van anyway, just in case uh, Sarg back there has a re- registered the plates. She seems like a thorough type. Yeah, and if for some reason anybody runs the plates, they're government tied, so it would flag. Cool, cool. Where are we getting those plates? Is it a rental agency? Let's let's maybe not worry too much about the license plates and more about the fact that we've got in two days three Totsma Bloats victims. Oh man. But in this episode, the agents go to Enterprise and wait to rent a car. <laughs> or we could just call a cab. I mean, one thought I had, I'm not sure how uh how viable this is given She's an FBI agent, but maybe as a way to get the address of Michelle Lee, we could 
at a distance try to follow special agent Rachel Glenn. Yeah, that 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 I'm not I'm not perhaps in a position to say that sounds like a good idea, but it sounds like a good idea. What do you guys think, Paris, Roizen? Yeah, it's not a bad idea. It's an option. I mean, they'd have to at least alert the mother to her death. Right. Right. And then we can swoop in after she leaves, get whatever information we need. We got her name. Can we just poke around, see if she was uh, irresponsible and left her info out there on the, um, the Facebooks? God, why do I sound like a fucking old man? Sorry. Because we are. Uh, left her, left her information out. It's a little relic out. sneaking in. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> can we just, we got her name. Can we just check the, just check the internet, see if she just left her information out there irresponsibly? Might be able to use that. She's 19. She's going to have at least a Facebook, if not a Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, whatever. For the sake of uh, low-hanging fruit, let's at least give it a give it a try. It doesn't take I, very long I mean, to do. We, we do a lot of Google searching, and that's fine. But I can tell you the name is Shell Lee. You're not going to find anybody in New York City who's going to potentially be this person just with that name. You're, you guys are going to need more context. What else are you going to be using for that search? Obituary, Chinatown passing i mean there's not going to be an obituary yet she's for her. just she's been in like, like found her parents there's haven't not, even been yeah. notified yet miss maybe missing, missing persons reports missing persons, maybe yeah. that's a good idea i like that that we could we could go to a police station or use a police contact to to look at missing persons reports or anything that's been broadcast to the public for missing persons we can check does anybody have those contacts uh it seems like something that potentially porter would we could just stick with following her that's like did said, we that, just that could work i guess here's a question this is probably kind of important for the following her thing when we left the hospital unit whatever it was i know that we just talked about like maybe going back to our hotel but maybe we didn't we just kind of idled around you know a block away or something y'all are actually still in the the garage adjoining the medical examiner's office in the cdc van i didn't think the engine even had turned on yet okay yeah um i think first thing we need to pull out of the garage because if she comes in and sees us still sitting here, there's going to be questions. Yeah. And uh, she's also going to recognize the van if we try to follow her. Well, right. We will need to follow her in a... In a different car. Completely different vehicle. We can just, you know, walk down the street and try cars until one's open. I'm sorry, you want to steal a car? Yes, I want to steal a car. Right, and uh, have police out for looking for a missing vehicle that... In New York One City. One of us would happen to be in. Yes. I'm absolutely willing to take the risk that if we're trying to find this address in the next few hours, so it will take longer than that for someone to report their car missing in New York to give a shit to go look for it. I'm willing to make that risk. Well, I'm assuming the van is moving by now. Yeah, we're, we're probably driving somewheres. <laughs> As of I when? Ryan is the driver and has always been, and he hasn't said anything about that. Okay. So I'm going to say, no, that's not the case right, unless right. somebody else has taken the keys from him. I like all this nothing that's happening. Let's do something. Ryan, you want to drive us somewhere and we'll find a car for you? Just Let's just drive out of the the place, park a block away, and try some cars as we walk back. So, Ryan, I assume uh, with that, you, you pull out of the garage and make your way down busy New York Street at night not easy to find like a spot to pull into or park on this particular very busy downtown thoroughfare because there's a lot of cars but, uh, on the sides of the street that and traffic um as well as few places that, i mean there's not like driveways right it's just right blocks blocks of buildings but you are able to finally pull into an alley pretty close to a dumpster 
Now this is the way you had to pull in. You're, you're sort of in the middle of a walkway. So passersby are yeah, cursing a little bit as they're having to move to the left to, to walk around your vehicle, which is partially in, in, the, in the walkway there. Okay. While we're sitting here, gentlemen, did anybody get around to doing a reverse image search on that tattoo the girl had? I haven't. We should probably do that. And so this is with a, a photograph of the skin. Is that correct? Yes. Unfortunately, that does not match any existing digital photographs. And, and that, that makes sense to you. You would need basically a pixel-to-pixel match for most right. of these algorithms to really pull something up. But we do have maybe we could search what looks like Asian. I don't know what to call this. Is it, I guess, a dra- dragon motif? We could definitely search something like that, but... I wouldn't know what keywords to start with. Prentice starts feeding in Asian dragon circular motif. You can actually literally put that into Google right now, and it's exactly the same results. Yeah, love that. You're not going to find that with, with keywords. You guys need context. So so Google is not your your magic occult box, right? That. You're going to have to have <laughs> you're going to have to have context to, to pull things back. It's it's not going to it's not well, going to just spit out the our answer. Our next here. best bet is to go to some tattoo shops and, and, and possibly what are we, I, Chinatown locations. What are we trying to get out of this? Like an address based on the person who did the tattoo would know her address? No, no, no. We're just look. We're tracking down what the tattoo is about. In well, I suspect to, it's gang related. Yeah, right. We're trying to get to some sort of. Okay. Answer. So I like that. So let me help you. That's a, that's a good thing to think about. It's, it's potentially a gang related tattoo because Hey, we've got a ne'er-do-well potentially here. She has a juvenile record, right? How would we find out gang information and if this is indeed related? Does anybody have any contacts at I mean, NYPD gangs or narcotics? Nobody on your team, so what do we do? Reach out to Porter. <laughs> there you go. Slow I'm clap. not making that call. <laughs> okay. Right, so number one, she's been identified at least to the FBI so he can probably get us the home address for Michelle Lee. It's in the files. That way we can talk to her mother and go check out the closet. Speaking of, if we find another doorway, he wants us on video call with him. Easy peasy. Number two, I think we need to figure out if that tattoo is gang related. Ng had a tie with gangs as well, so it's very possible that's our missing link. So we've got... So he That's, can probably tell We could us also reach out one. to Carson Kovac, seeing as we haven't talked to her really at all yet, other than me giving her a clean bill of health. Could talk to her about uh, any potential um, Asian gangs that Ng may have been affiliated with. Not a bad idea, but we might need a CDC-related cover for asking that. Yeah, well, she be, knows us. The CDC would want to track any uh, gangs that might be transporting deadly viruses. No, we would have mm. handed that off. Would we? And just as an aside, Carson Kovac was from our first episode. She was the yes. lead IRS investigator looking into Francis. Right. Any any Asian gangs that he might uh, have been associated that we can tie to actually Michelle. Again, there's a record there. Um, so if if the tattoo is gang related and it was one of the gangs that Ng was potentially following up, Porter should be able to get us that information as well. So that's all right. Who's flipping the coin? Who's drawing the straws? Ryan, I think you're the best one to make the call. Paris and I have already pissed him off once today. No problem. It rings three times, and a familiar voice picks up. Agent, good news for me. We'd like to ask for your help 
in um, seeing if you're able to get us the uh, juvenile record of a Miss Michelle Lee. Ideally included with within that is her home address. And she... Sorry, sorry. the name's Michelle Lee. Michelle Lee. Is this Lee. The, the third victim that the other agents were, well, informing me about earlier? Yes, yeah, she's the third victim that we've encountered so far. Okay. And so her body is being held at the New York State Medical Examiner's Office? That's correct. Or, sorry, New York City? Okay. I should be able to figure out who that is with that information. I'll call you back. If I don't, do you have anything else that would help me? Any contacts? 19 years old. Uh, she had some tattoos that l- could potentially be gang-related, uh, if that helps narrow it down, if there's any notes within the file that is associated with that. Uh-huh. Yeah, so in China you may town. not know this. You may know this. Judge's order is going to be needed to unseal her juvenile records. Is that something, if I'm able to make that happen? discover who this person is is that something that you want me to do as long yes, are you confident yes. you'd be able to do brian's gonna hand the phone to prentice hello you here yes yes is is the answer oh look at that it's our sleepyhead how are you feeling well rested thank you is there a reason that i'm talking to you now instead of the other agent i seem to have graded on his nerves i'm making a habit of that lately i can commiserate well hand me on back Apologies, and uh, I hope you like uh, edible fruit arrangements. And he hands the phone to Ryan. Yes. Okay, so it's not going to be an issue with you and your relationship with the FBI liaison if we're unsealing records that she that she might be looking into at a future date. It's not going to get in, in the way of your investigation. Just checking before I uh, pull the trigger on that. That's my concern. Are you confident that it would raise alarm bells there? If I'm able to find the right Michelle Lee and uh, get a judge to do this, and she does that at a laser date, she's going to have questions. She may have them for you, depending on how we, we get you the information. She may not. It would be great if we'll you— do our best on our end. Yeah. If you're able to get us the information with as many uh, through as, in, as many indirect means as possible, make it hard if she ever wants to try to trace it back to who was asking and why, that would be great. We always do it that way, Agent. What I'm saying is— uh, that may not be possible. So uh, there is a risk here. If you want me to, to hold off on this particular trigger pulling, that's all I'm that's all I'm asking here. But uh, it sounds like you're set. So I'll uh, I'll I'll start this off. Thank you. Uh, what else did you have for me? When you get us that information, it'll be pretty helpful towards moving this along. You said you had some sort of a symbol, some tattoo. You needed some yeah. Do you need gang expertise in? No, I I don't want to see an image of the tattoo. And uh, no. I'm asking if I'm asking if you if you need assistance with gang related nomenclature and symbology in your region. That'd be great. Okay. You actually hear some typing over the phone, mechanical keyboard. It's quite loud. We actually have a friendly there. Let's see. Yep. Name is Sam Kwan, Detective Sam Kwan with NYPD. He actually specializes in Chinese Sounds like he's reading from something. Chinese and Asian Pacific organized crime, we can go ahead and drop him a line that you'll be on your way to visit him. Is he read in or does he think we're somebody else? He's a friendly to our organization. Okay, great. What else do you have for me, Agent? That'll be it for now. Okay. Well, I will let you know if I'm able to locate the correct Michelle Lee. If you have any other contacts on this victim, send that my way. That will help with expediency. Great. He hangs up. 
I inform the group, Ryan informs the group of this uh, other gentleman for us to go meet up with. And I guess we, if you want to fast forward to when his address gets sent to us, I think that seems like a good place to go next. What you do is you, I guess, call the New York Police Department switchboard and inquire after Detective Sam Kwan. Is that correct? Yes. Well, you do find out that uh, Detective Sam Kwan is part of a particular precinct um, that's actually very close to your, your location now. And he is actually on deck right now. Uh, apparently, he's working a late shift. You don't even need an appointment, apparently. You just come, check in with the clerk. He'll, he'll be able to meet with you. You make it clear that there's a matter of some urgency. Okay. Whole group going to the police department? Yeah, we may not all go in, but yeah, let's all head yeah, out. Yeah, I think there. two of us should stay outside in the van. The question is, which two? The two that stay in the van are probably the two people that are the worst at talking to people. <laughs> <laughs> so at the moment, Prentice and Royson. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 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 So that sounds like it sounds like Paris and and Ryan are going to enter the busy police precinct. This feels familiar, correct? except on Paris's time. So, <laughs> another poor guy. As we walk in, you know, the last guy who did this ended up dead. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Again, very busy precinct, and it takes a a few for you to make your way to the clerk uh, through the queue. You let the clerk know that you're there to speak with Detective Sam Kwan. And without skipping a beat, she goes ahead and makes a quick call, hangs up the phone, and asks you to take a seat, which you do. Now, there are other folks here. Some of them look like they're in distress. You're starting to to see some of the various nightlife of New York kind of come out of the woodwork. Now, those particular aspects that would be sitting in a police precinct waiting room are are not as perhaps extreme as others, but they're, they're still their own special flavor. There's... Someone uh, looks like he's drawing circles on one of the walls with his fingers in his own little world in the corner of this waiting room. There's also a young woman who looks like she was recently in an altercation. She looks quite pleased with herself. You see her knuckles are cut up and bloody. She has done nothing to stop the bleeding or, or bandage them. You see another man in a large trench coat who is, for lack of a better term, just gibbering to himself. Yeah, you two are rather uncomfortable seated there as perhaps the only pair that is of sane mind. Before long, a door opens on one side of this waiting room and there's quite a bit of traffic here. And so it takes takes a few yells for you to realize that someone is uh, is yelling at you. Here to see Detective Kwan. Someone's here to see Detective Kwan. He's ready for you, Detective Kwan. That's us. You both get up, make your way over to the open door, a uniformed Gentlemen, dispassionately motions for you to follow him through what look like basically cubicles here in this portion of the precinct building. He takes you about four or five rows down and says, Detective, these were the uh, gentlemen who are here to here to see you. As you enter the cubicle, you see a man rise out of a squeaking rolling chair. He's a powerfully built Korean man. He kind of smiles grimly. He's wearing a black t-shirt with actually a gun holster and he, he is uh, visibly armed and tan slacks he also has what look like crocodile skin boots that he's wearing as he stands again smiling grimly he puts his hand out to shake both of yours i'm detective kwan shake his hand thanks for meeting with us on such short notice he nods and sorry if i miss this chris we're in the room just the three of us actually you're in what is ostensibly a cubicle farm in the middle of a police precinct you hear phones buzzing all around you. Lots of loud talking. You actually see somebody who is sitting in a chair across the main thoroughfare 
in this part of these offices who uh, has a handcuff uh, to her left wrist and to the chair she is sitting in in what is another detective's cubicle. This is a very, very busy area. Okay. Well, uh, these chairs aren't too comfortable. He motions to a couple of hard plastic chairs in his in his small little enclosure. But uh, it's the best I have on short notice, as you say. He takes a seat in his squeaking rolling chair. But it seems to always be short notice, and I am happy to help and uh, consult. I know it's important work. Do we need to like establish some kind of wink, nod, nudge part of the same team thing? Oh, the here? Delta or Green handshake. It, yeah, basically. <laughs> or is that no? I don't think so. Not not with a friendly. I think they. And correct me if I'm wrong, Chris, but like they. Because we were just given his phone they, number to call the precinct. Like, I don't know how he ki- would know yet. Like they kind of know who we are, but don't. Right. Oh, Chris, so so let's just yeah. let's just go to what he said. He said, I know it's important work and I'm happy to consult. You didn't really give any information. Okay. So it Great. almost sounds like he's the one giving you the secret handshake, right? Fantastic. So I think you might be all right. Okay. But if you wanna if you wanna say like, do you believe in aliens, then that that's a good I don't that'll be fine. I don't oh, want okay. to do that. But okay, cool. good to know the options there. <laughs> one of the, the current cases that we're working on right now, uh, there seems to be a common thread of potential well we're wondering if there is a common thread amongst the uh, victims that we've found specifically gang affiliation mm-hmm. he'll take out i don't know or his phone if he's got pictures of of the tattoos of michelle lee here's some tattoos on our, our latest victim and another victim was being investigated for his potential involvement in laundering money for known crime families he's uh taking your phone in his hand he furrows his brow as he looks over, scrolls, looks like he pinches and zooms in a couple of times. You know, I actually do recognize this. Yeah, interesting. He hands your phone back. You found that on a victim? Yes, sir. A victim of what, if you don't mind me asking? Or, or perhaps I shouldn't ask. He seems earnest. He seems earnest when he says that. Ryan's going to sincerely nod his head and say, I'm not certain it uh, is going to be relevant to... No no problem. Yeah. Uh, sorry. It, uh, old habits, right? I understand. Okay, so... I do recognize that, and it's it's kind of interesting to see it here. Maybe I maybe I should have known. He looks down and smiles to himself. What's uh What's so interesting about it? Yeah, well, it actually belongs to a, a fairly new. I mean, what we're actually calling a triad here on on the side of the water, because they originate distinctly from the Chinese mainland. We are seeing some clear offshoots right now, not just in New York City, but on on other parts of the West Coast. I, I mean, I can go into it. There's been, as you know, constant continuous volatility in the Middle East and portions of the opiate trade have really shifted their focus on Asian market expansion. I mean, new and old triads alike, they've already enriched themselves greatly with this new source of raw material over, well, gosh, the last decade and a half. They've had the black market back channels for arguably for over a century, right? These networks have been there for a long time. Anyway. This is finally kind of expanded, spilled over. It's something that myself and my team have been well, really trying to put our finger on. However, what makes it unique and interesting, he looks at you, Paris, what they are getting over here is something that has us very, very worried. It's it's really a, <clears throat> a hyper-concentrated version. Fentanyl is something I assume both of you are familiar with, how powerful this is. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> this makes fentanyl look like what fentanyl makes an oxycotton look like it's it's at another level it's extremely dangerous 
and we don't know how it's being smuggled in. The likely Chinese mainland channels that we've had a beat on coming through at least this city, working with some of our counterparts, uh, Boston and, and some other larger ports, well, we can't figure it out. We're assuming the new stateside syndicate has something to do with this. They have been growing in number. Again, immigrants coming over and, and really entrenching and obviously uh, becoming part of, of this of this triad here. It, it, it's, it seems like business is booming, but we just can't tell how their channels are operating. So we've, we haven't made a dent in the activities. I would be grateful for any information that you might have already come across if you can share it with me. But again, I understand if that's not possible. He takes a big breath. So since their import method is a mystery, we've tried everything we can with what resources we have available to us. Very technologically savvy group. Even though they seem heavily traditional in a lot of ways, they know what they're doing. Other than the tattoo you just showed me, which is required as far as I can tell for anyone who operates here in the States for this organization, I actually know little about them. I'll tell you right now that photograph is the closest and most detailed I've actually seen of this. I would love to make a copy if you could at least afford me that. Uh, yeah, happy to. Let me know where to, where to send it or you can send it to yourself there. Yeah. Interesting information there, though. Thank you for, for sharing that. Of course, I, again, I'm not, I'm not, I'm hoping some of that is useful to you. Uh, I know things have to stay a little, he waves his hand. You're not really sure what the motion means. I can tell you, I know the symbols have occult significance. I don't know if that's valuable to you. I don't really know the ins and outs there. I can suggest somebody uh, here in town if you're game to do a, a little bit more foot to pavement. That'd be sure. great, please. Yeah, he swivels his chair around. You see him log on to his computer, types a bit. Okay, here it is. He's, he turns around, he smiles before he speaks. It's a comic shop. It's called Libra Comics. A guy who owns it, his name's Leonard Beeks. Don't be fooled by the kitschy stuff in his windows. He really deals in some fairly genuine stuff. Some, I guess you would call them artifacts. Stuff that should probably belong in a museum. He should be able to shed some light on this, if anybody can. Just go in easy, Beeks. I mean, he'll get nervous just like anybody else with folks like you, he says. He smiles a little bit, trying to communicate to you that he means no offense. Any idea if he's worked with folks like us before? That I couldn't say. Okay. Any chance you happen to know um, or any information on where this gang might be operating? Any other known persons involved? I would love to get some persons of interest. We know that they are based in all parts of the city. Now, typically, it appears those who are part of the stateside organization are uh, mainland transplants. So we, of course, know they share a particular ethnicity. But other than that, we, we don't have any names at this time. Nothing, nothing concrete. Gotcha. Thank you. Any other questions for Detective Sam Kwan? Um, not that I can think of. Yeah, I think I'm good here. The, the detective stands up after you send him a copy of the photograph of the tattoo. Uh, he's very, very appreciative. He says, and hey, I'm working kind of the graveyard shift right now. Got under my boss's skin. He smiled pretty sheepishly. If there's anything I can do to help further, run into anything else, don't hesitate to call. You did me a solid before and I'm not going to forget it. He puts his hand out to shake. Happy to help. Take his hand back. The help. You have a feeling he's not talking about the picture. He's talking about something else. Okay, well, here's my card. That'll be my direct line. I wish you luck. I, uh, well, stay safe. Thank you, sir.
Ryan and Paris, you both leave the police precinct and walk back up to the CDC van where it's parked in the ample parking lot. And uh, I guess Prentice and Royzen are, are playing Cat's Cradle. Is that correct? Is that a yarn-based game? Yeah. 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 Got it. Oh, can okay. I play? <laughs> Get in here, so you. Excited. <laughs> Most excited you've ever seen him. Please take my spot. <laughs> Y'all slip into the panel van and relay as much as you'd like. If it's everything, no problem. I just need to know. Yeah, everything. Yep. Okay. Brain dump. You guys are caught up. So uh sounds to me like this comic shop is our probable next stop. What do you think? I'd agree with that. Sounds good. You did mention uh the guy scares easy, so we might want to go and cool again. The tiny little girl's going in. Prentice, you can come with me, but you're not supposed to talk. <laughs> well, I'll do my best. What are we wearing? Are we wearing Good like suits that. and shit, or are we just like in whatever? Good question. What are you wearing? You just uh, got it from a quote-unquote nap, Ryan, and the rest of you, I think, actually got it from real naps. So uh, I feel like you probably tell, you like tell me somewhat what you're professional attire, given that we were interfacing with the FBI. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I we'd think never so said what we were wearing, does that mean we're just not wearing anything? Thing. Uh, no, because that would have definitely come into play with your last scene. So, yeah, you are wearing uh, Swinging in the appropriate wind. clothes for both of those scenes. Like jeans and a polo. At the very least. But Royzen would have taken the polo off at this point. She's wearing a tank top underneath. I would say, yeah, let's okay. probably go into the comic book store as casual as possible. Totes cash. Got it. We take in the imminently parkable CDC van in that direction. Imminently parkable indeed. Yeah, that's non- what we Nondescript. Uh, yeah, thank you. Who put candy on the side of this van? You guys make your way across town towards the address of Libra Comics. Now, it is fairly late now at night. We're looking at about 10.30 p.m. But according to your brief Googling, it uh, looks like it's open till midnight. So you Perfect. may be just fine. That's odd. <laughs> you drive past it. It's a very small store. From the outside, it seems to have a manufactured old-fashioned look. You see the name of the storefront is stenciled on a very large plate window, plate glass window. You see plush toys hanging there. There's like a Santa Cthulhu and dream catchers that are woven into pentagrams. Crystals, statues, and little models of tentacled creatures, shadowy things from the Black Lagoon, all sorts of fun toys, comic books. Uh, Quick question. How extensive Mm -hmm. is their Games Workshop's miniatures section? (laughs) You will need to ask that question once you have entered the store. You do park the vehicle and you are able to find a spot. You're kind of double parked, but you're like, eh, government plates. And uh, make your way about half a block back down to Libra Comics. Now, again, you're all dressed fairly professionally. It's about 1030 at night. There are lights on in the store. They are a mix of blue and pink neon, it appears, with fluorescence on in the back seems like it goes, it's kind of a, a long, almost like a hallway store, if that makes any sense. Yeah, so um, kind of like so, a shotgun style. Yes, shotgun style. Thank you. So you, you can see that it stretches at least the length of, of this block or, or maybe even the width of the block, I suppose. I Do we just uh, walk on in? I think um, Paris kind of posts up near the front door and stays outside. Prentice straightens his jacket, checks himself in, in, the, uh, in the side view mirror of the van. And uh, makes his way in. Okay. Everybody else? Ryan's going to hang back on the, the side of the building, out out of okay. view of the windows or anything. Okay. Okay. Good to hear. And Royzen? Royzen's going to grab one of those zip-up hoodies out of her bag, throw it on over her tank top, 
definitely going for a little more casual here. So it sounds like Prentice and Royzen are going in together. Is that correct? Yep. Okay. Rocking and rolling. Okay. Sounds okay. Fine. Rocking and rolling. Sounds good. <laughs> you guys uh, walk in, and there's a cheery jingle of a bell as the as the door opens. You see that there are just shelves that stretch all the way to the back of this large shop. You see larger graphic novels, other books as well that seem to be of uh, high fantasy or science fiction. You see Japanese literature and films that are here for purchase. You see music as well, vinyl records, cassette tapes. You see bands like the Ulthar Cats, Miskasonic, the Zon Variations, Sinful Seasons, names like that. <laughs> you also see role-playing games, new age materials. Everything's pretty much side by side too, not well categorized. There's lots of spiritual, magical, and pseudoscientific publications. Is the there clerk's a desk little is... game called Delta Green on that shelf? Not, we're not going that meta with this shop. <laughs> okay. okay. The clerk's desk is actually pretty close. It's got a glass display case that's built into it. You see lots of miniatures. Paris will be interested to know their quality and number. So take note, please. I am, thank you. He, uh, the, the clerk is, is there as well. He is uh, an overweight gentleman. He's bespectacled and, and rel rather unkempt, honestly. He really has the appearance of the stereotypical geek, almost to an exaggerated degree. He looks up and gives you a half smile as you enter. Doesn't say anything, but his eyes stay trained on hey, you. Hey, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing good. How, how are you? Great. I'm uh, I'm Billy Miller. Oh, okay. Uh, are you for, Leonard for... Beeks? No. Um, no, no. That that's uh, that's the owner. Are you looking for the owner? He's he straightens up a bit. He smooths his shirt on his chest. We are. We are. Okay. Uh, is he expecting you or? We're not expected, uh, but we do need to talk to him if he's available. Okay. Well, Bill, Billy Miller, I, uh, I'll, I'll let him know you're here. Does he know who you are? Like, give me a little bit here to go on. <laughs> he doesn't know who I am, but uh, he's going to want to talk to me. Royzen's going to elbow him out of the way at this point. I, a mutual friend of ours, Sam, sent us over. We stumbled onto something. We were told that he's probably the best person to ask for more information. Okay, I'll, I'll go to the back and, and see if he's if he's not busy. Thank you so much. He walks over to the front door and uh, says, I gotta lock it for a sec, sorry. No worries. Shrugs. He locks the front door and uh, you see him weave his way among the many aisles that are fairly cramped through a beaded curtain at the very back of the shop. You see a few folks that he passes by who are seated at large tables with interesting miniature displays and hex-like grids. They seem to be very absorbed in whatever games they might be playing with one another. Before long, the clerk reemerges out of the beaded curtain area with another gentleman behind him. This gentleman is a, a doughy balding man. He's dressed in a button-down shirt, slacks. He seems a little bit more professional than the clerk's appearance. Uh, they're, they're right in here, uh, uh, up at front, sir. All right, thank you. Hi there, folks. My name's Leonard, Leonard Beeks. He walks up to you. He doesn't uh, offer his hand or anything. He's got a very, very wide smile. Not showing teeth. He doesn't say anything else. I'm Billy Miller, and this is Constance Thurgood. We're, uh, well, why don't you take over, Constance? Roizen's just gonna roll her eyes. So, um, <laughs> we have a mutual friend, Sam, and he said that you were really knowledgeable in unusual things. Don't know a Sam, but I am guilty uh, as charged. 
You've got a collector's item you want me to appraise? I do offer appraisal services. Not an item so much. We were hoping you could point us in the direction of some information about an image. Huh, okay. Interesting. This is interesting stuff. Sure. Um, maybe, maybe, uh, let me, let me get my stuff in the back, uh, set up. And there's probably going to be a few things around here that are really going to pique your interest. If, if this kind of esoteria is up your alley, why don't you go ahead and, and grab a few things for yourself? Uh, you can check out here with, with Charlie here. I'll be in the back. Yeah. Get ready. He winks. Royzen just kind of shudders as he walks away. Uh. <laughs> hey, Chris, is this a standalone building or is this like in a strip mall? It's part of the block. So you're, you're still in the city at large. And this is the way this is kind of set up is, is that kind of shotgun architecture that Eric was helping me out with. So this, this is a very long and thin storefront. And since Paris and Ryan are outside and Ryan's kind of around the side of the building, I guess the city's pretty busy. So if someone opens a back door, we probably wouldn't hear it. Yeah, it is extremely busy. I mean, these sounds of traffic are nearly deafening. Are you two within each other's line of sight? Yeah. Royzen's going to take a look at some of the more esoteric stuff they've got out. Just see if anything catches her eye. Nothing really catches your eye. What are you looking for based um, off of how I described Maybe some new age books or a tarot deck, yeah. something. Um, oh, they have they have so many tarot decks. They've got our good friend Alistair Crowley's, uh, some reproductions of that. They have the Rider Waite decks, some classics. They've got everything you could ever want. Do, do they happen to have one that might have a similar art style to that tarot card she found on Jeff's computer? Nothing seems to have a an art style that even gets close to what you saw on Jeff's computer. You, you scrutinize and kind of look at each, the backs of all of these these decks. And yeah, it, it seems to be singular, at least when it comes to comparatively to this this collection. She's just gonna grab one at random then, not really thinking mm -hmm. about it. Yeah, you grab the Thoth deck and uh, bring that up to, to the clerk. Ah, good choice. Do you read? He starts bagging it up for you. I, I don't, my sister does though. Ah, she's gonna love this one. That'll be $40. She'll pull out the cash and hand it to him. Do you need a receipt? No, thanks. Anything for you, sir? The clerk smiles at you, Princess. Well, I'm, I'm quite good, thank you. I think, oh, uh, Wait, I think Mr. Didn't... Beak said you'd probably be interested in something here, though. Oh, sure, and so he grabs the same thing that she grabbed and puts it on the counter and... Ah, two Thoth decks. Auspicious night, auspicious night. He goes ahead sure and buys for you. That'll be $40. Mm-hmm, pays. Declines mm -hmm. the receipt. Mm -hmm. The clerk says, I think you can go back now. Mr. Cool, Beeks cool. is ready for you. Uh, make our way back. Yeah, you went your way through the shop. Now, Paris, Ryan, as you are surreptitiously waiting outside, you put your eyes periodically on your colleagues. You see now that they are hurriedly disappearing from view. Is there anything that you might like to do? Hey, Ryan, do you want to... Look around for the back, maybe there's a back entrance, or maybe one of us could go in and just browse, pretend to not be associated just in case something happens. Yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, do you want to take the back or I guess which one of us looks more casual? <laughs> I'll Actually, take the back. How old That's is, more... how old's Paris? He's in his thirties. Okay, cool. Ryan will go in. I'll say that he'll say that he's looking for a gift for his son or something. Yeah. Yeah. And no, I'll go back and see if I can figure out. The layout of the area in the back, uh, just in case there's um, a need to go through. We have no way of communicating, do we? We shared we cell have phone phones, numbers right? And the... 
We, we all have like each other's cell phone numbers, yes. Yeah, text me if um, if something's going on. Yeah, call if it's faster. Uh, Ryan's going to head into the store then. Cool. As you do, you see the forms of Prentice and Royzen disappear behind beaded curtain at the very far end of this storefront. It's as I described. So you do see them pass by a few gamers near the end there. It uh, looks like there's quite the tournament going on, potentially. The clerk does greet you after unlocking the front door, smiling. Hey, what's up, boss? Uh, trying to find a, a last minute gift. Uh, my, my kid's birthday is tomorrow. Um, where can I find your uh, your Pokemon cards? Oh, yeah. Um, well, it depends on how special you want to go. I've got actually some some pretty rare ones here if he's a collector right right here in, in this glass case right in front of me. He directs you to the glass case that he lords over at his clerk's desk. So Ryan is going to engage in this conversation. We don't necessarily need to play yes. it out. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. To, yeah. That's, that's, that's what I, uh, I... I was kind of hoping you'd throw some Pokemon lore out. <laughs> but it's okay. It's okay. This this can this can be his uh, his way in for now. Paris, you start walking along the side of the building. Now, this isn't like the corner shop, if that makes sense. Next to it, it looks like there's some sort of boutique and then a real estate office. Then you get to a very narrow alley that has lines of aluminum trash cans. Are you going to make your way down the alley? Paris will walk like just a few feet down into the alley and just kind of, oh man. Does my character smoke? This would be a perfect reason to smoke a cigarette. No, he just, so he doesn't look like, you know, he just pulls out his phone and, all right, here's what he does. He, yeah, Paris just takes a few few steps down the alley, pulls out his phone, just sort of looks like he's in checking something important, but in reality, he's just keeping an eye on the alleyway. Go ahead and roll an alertness for me, please. All right, this is the first roll of the night. Here we go. Hey, success, 28 out of 50. Well done. Turn it, turn it around, everybody. We're turning it around. <laughs> I don't know if we need to turn this around. It feels One like maybe more. we're doing just fine. Yeah, we're doing just fine. <laughs> turn it around. You two wind your way through this beaded curtain, and the lights here are of a far more violet hue. As your eyes adjust, it's a little dimmer after all. You realize you're in a more lewd section of this particular shop. You see Shelves here as you walk by, containing memorabilia of perhaps a more fetishistic nature. You also see videos and DVDs, things like the Necro Sutra, Mounds of Tendalos, and the tentacle <laughs> leather masks Sutra? <laughs> and other suggestive toys here on the walls. Okay. As you are furrowing your brows, perhaps, at the displays, door at the back, yellow light streaming through, uh, cracks open a bit, a bit wider. You see Leonard Beek's head poke through and he says, come on back, come on back. I've got everything set up. Guides you into his office. His office is actually nondescript, though rather large. It's not cramped in here. He's got some nice chairs for you to take a seat in, which he motions you to do. He has a couple of art desks in here against the wall. One with a dizzying array of magnifying lenses, glasses, and paints, modeling gel, all sorts of interesting little figurines, not just on display, but in progress. He's cleared a space on one of them. Turns to you and says, well, let's take a look. All right, so sure. all I have is a digital image of it at the moment. We're hoping you could point us in the direction of where to find more information. We've been told it has some occult ties, but honestly, I can't make heads or tails of it myself. I don't know anything about this. Oh, what's your interest in it? It's a research project. I'm writing a book and I just hate getting information wrong. You know how it is. 
Cool. Go ahead and roll your persuade, please. Nope. That's a fail. <laughs> he smiles. All right. Well, I can't do much with a digital copy. My my eyes aren't that good. Let's uh let's plug it into uh my printer here. We can just connect via, you know, I think it's a Bluetooth or a something like that. And uh, you can just print it out here and we can get it out of one of my one of my rigs here. He points over to one of these again, dizzying array of magnifying glasses that are on several hinged apparatus. Horizon's actually gonna do you do you happen to have an SD card reader we can use to print that out? My Bluetooth. I don't know what that is. <laughs> ah. uh, here, here's my network name. He grabs a post-it off of his desk. The the network name is just a jumble of characters. No password. You should be able to find the, the printer. So Ryzen's, Ryzen's going to fidget around with her phone for a minute and make it look like she's trying to get on the network. But there's no way she's putting this phone on that network. That's just that's just asking for trouble. Yeah, it's, it's an old phone. It hates doing anything that I needed to at any given time. Can I email it to you and print it up that way? Uh, sure, sure. Go ahead and send it to LibraComics at LibraComics.com. Pretty simple, huh? I thought so. So she's going to go ahead and pull up spoof email account she's got on the phone and use that to send it over. He gets onto his computer desk and says, ah, okay, got it. You hear the printer word of life and uh, begin to spit out several sheets. Looks like he's blown it up so that it uh, goes across a grid. After a while, nine sheets of paper have been produced. He picks them up. They've fallen to the floor unceremoniously, and he arranges them on one of his art desks. Before long, he's slouched over it, using his magnifying glasses to uh, take it all in, so to speak. My vision's awful. <laughs> it's probably the fact that I'm just stuck painting these tiny little things all day, but uh, this is the best way I can kind of understand what we're seeing here. You both watch him dubiously as he says nothing, switches one glass for another, starts humming to himself. It's a it's a tune that seems familiar, but you can't quite place it. Before you can ask, he goes, okay, okay, yeah. He leans back. I, uh, I can help you. I can help you here. So what do you know so far? And we'll go from there. Honestly, it seems to be Asian in origin, and that is about all I've got. Mm, that's up for debate, but close. He smiles. As I said, seems to be. I don't know the first What's your book thing. about? What do you, what do you, where'd you come across this and, and what are you trying to write about? A friend sent it over to me. It's, uh, she throws out a bunch of random jargon, occult stuff, you know, writing about this cult that I heard about, trying to do some research there. My friend thought they were connected and, well, here we are. Huh? Who's your friend? Well, you don't have to answer that one. That's a little too personal. He laughs and he laughs for a, a long time. It's a little uncomfortable. Well, the symbol is called the crawling chaos, or at least that's what it translates to. You can see here, uh, come over, come over, come over. You can see here that it's not just one set of dragons eating each other. But if you look closely, he motions for you to look through one of his magnifying lenses. Prentice does. But if you look closely, you can see it's dragons within dragons within dragons. Aren't you happy I blew this up now? I don't think I would have seen that on that tiny screen. Look at this, look at this. Lo and behold, the intricacy of this particular bit of tattooed artwork is extraordinary. But you see it. It's almost like a fractal pattern. Hmm. So this is associated with, surprise, surprise, as you have already intuited from your, your friend, a cult thought to be all but wiped out on the Chinese mainland. So there's your Asian connection, right? Yeah. Anyway, it's 
It's rumored to still persist in uh, Hong Kong, actually. <laughs> and abroad, maybe. Those rumors, not as easy to validate. Anyway, adherents on the mainland, they were forced to flee, supposedly. Committed to a lengthy exile. The government did not like them. Apparently some of their practices were not in line with uh, certain norms and mores. He smiles. Like what? Well, I'm not really an expert on uh, the Chinese Communist Party, but uh, I'm sure Google can help you with that leg. You didn't hire me for that. He winks. Uh, what was what was the name of this cult? It doesn't translate well. Do you know Cantonese? I don't, but I'm sure I can find somebody in our network that does. I can't really do the language justice, but the Paxing de Hualong is uh, close, I think. <laughs> I don't suppose you know how that would be spelled in English, or even if you have the Chinese uh, characters for it, I'm sure Google search would do that for me. I can see what I can look up. Maybe there's something else in the shop you might want to take a look at while I'm doing that. Oh, definitely. There were so many interesting things out there. Aren't there? Yeah. So uh, why don't you go ahead and, and grab a few big ticket items out there, actually, I think you might be interested in, and I'll see what I can do. Definitely. Thank you so much. He smiles. Yeah, Horizon's okay, gonna so... keep her eyes on the ground when she's walking out. <laughs> she does not uh, want Princess to see that stuff again. Pick out a few big ticket items and bring them to the cashier. Cool. All you have to do is give your handler a dollar amount. We're talking probably about five hundred dollars. The clerk gleefully checks you out. He's also placed a few plastic sleeved Pokemon cards in front of who you see is Ryan, who seems extremely interested in learning about the lore of this particular cartoon universe. Ooh, a creamy Charizard as I live and breathe. Uh, there is no creamy Charizard. I was hoping Ryan would respond in some way. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought, I didn't know that was like an actual like. <laughs> I mean, I'm taking that as that's what Prentice says when he sees what you're yeah. going through with uh, the clerk. Oh, I, I wouldn't know. Haha, <laughs> uh, getting this for my, uh, my son. He's been telling oh, me. Oh, yeah. How old is he? He's been telling me all about uh, points of the clerk. I guess the uh, there's different generations. Well, I mean, your son has incredibly exquisite taste. Uh, I mean, that because of the, well, flaw there at the bottom left, the misprint, that's actually valued at $1,600. This, I mean, this is going to make your son so happy. Haha. <laughs> Not sure he's been that good. Well, I mean, I'm going to let it go since you're such a, I don't know, a rapt listener for 14. So how does that sound? Um, yeah, what, what else? You know what? That's a real tasty item. Why don't you put that on my ticket? Sorry, your kid's probably not going to appreciate that. Yeah, it's all yours, man. Uh, oh, are you are you sure, sir? I mean, that this is perfect yeah. for your son based on what you were telling me about him. Yeah, I'm just going to steal that because like a little kid just wouldn't really get it. He looks over at you, Ryan, with kind of like a... That is true, face. I got 1,400, 1,400 going once. <laughs> going once, going twice. Going twice. <laughs> That's exactly right. Horizon's <laughs> just gonna slip 500 into Prentice's pocket. And Prentice is gonna act all offended about that. Gotcha. I have the money. <laughs> yeah, I, I think we've uh, established that y'all go full full cash for these ops and uh, we're good to go. So, do you do you actually buy the creamy Charizard misprint? Yeah, the creamy Charizard misprint. Got it. I yeah, 14 14 uh, hundos. Cool. Father Ryan doesn't 
skip a beat and continues to work with the clerk on the remaining stock of rare Pokemon cards. As you two, with large boxes of models, expensive toys, and several kind of massive gaming sets, we bought uh, out the games workshop stuff for Paris. <laughs> oh, okay. There you go. You you make your way back into the again the loot the looter area of the shop into Leonard Beeks's office. There you go. You look like you you really had a good time out there. I've gone ahead and reproduced those characters for you. He has another printout, and here it is in a close approximation to English. Wonderful. That's helpful to your research. It is. I can't thank you enough. Very interesting questions today. Very interesting questions. He smiles. Is there anything else you can tell us about it? Oh, of course. But uh, probably nothing of interest to you. Yeah. But everything you've I come up like, with um, so far has been so having fascinating. Having purchased a creamy Charizard, uh, whatever information you have would be very appetizing to my ears. Oh, you picked up the big CC with the uh, the little smudge there at the bottom left? That's a that's a rare one. Only two yes, of those in the, on the globe. Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, okay. How I roll. Well, that's gonna only appreciate in value. So you really got a good investment there. I uh, don't have anything else to to really tell you about this, and I'm, I'm not just being squirrely. I can just let you know that you're not the first to to ask about it recently. That's what I was commenting on. Apologies really? if I seemed like I was keeping something close to the vest there. I see. And who who might have been asking about that? I guess another uh, enthusiast like you. He smiles. Could you describe the enthusiast? I, now that's, I don't know. Um, I really rely on repeat business for my appraisal services. Not really comfortable divulging that. Just as you wouldn't be comfortable with me divulging your physical characteristics to some strangers. But uh, maybe you could explain for my friend Benjamin and his four siblings, Benjamin, 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 and Benjamin. I greatly appreciate the look of your friends they they seem they seem like fantastic gentlemen but there are bigger things he smiles thank you so much for your business i hope you enjoy these wonderful sundries that you've acquired today i hope to see you again soon with another another question this is fun definitely you'll be our first stop if anything else comes up he nods at this point uh prentice kind of thinks back on 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 what prairie would do in this situation she always kind of had the right answer to to situations like this and and whether he should bring in Paris as muscle on this particular uh, question he just asked and, and kind of got shot down on. He's going to keep it in his back pocket for now. Prairie always had a more refined approach than than Prentice, and so he's, he's going to use a little restraint. Do you both leave the, uh, the business? Yes. Ryan, do you leave empty-handed or is there another special Pokemon that has captured your heart. Ryan is gonna fake receive a phone call from his wife in mm. which he reacts in an angry way to the latest shenanigans of his child, insisting that mm. his kid isn't worth it, isn't worth this <laughs> good of a, a gift, and uh, <laughs> Brutal. leaves. The clerk looks crestfallen and begins replacing the cards he had taken out uh, into the glass case. You are now all outside of Libra Comics. Where would you like to go? What would you like to do? Back to the van. These boxes are heavy. Ryan will, Ryan will text Paris that, hey, all good. Come back. <laughs> or just leaves him there. <laughs> you're, you're, you're keeping an eye, right? So you're, 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 uh, you're aware that when they leave, because of the way that you're uh, 
though my awareness rolls for. But the way you're they positioned, have, no, your alertness was I know for something now. else. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, so you you know you you look, you check on them, and you you go back, make sure there's nothing weird happening in the alley, and you're you're kind of going back and forth, and you guys are back together. What was his alertness roll for, Chris? Yeah, for Chris. Cool. He passed. <laughs> yep. Let's go break some legs of this dude. Sorry. You guys are in your van <laughs> that is still so double parked. We're going to go ahead and brain dump everything we just learned, including the fact that somebody else came asking about that. So we can start looking up Pashing de Hualong. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. I'm not, I'm not ever going to try to insult the language uh, with my attempt. Again. Well, you do that with English with every every word. So what's the Damn, difference? No, he that, doesn't oof. try. Yeah, but English with won't English. kill him. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take my marble mouth and go home. So, uh, hey guys, there was an alley behind the shop, right? There was, yep. Can we pull in there for a few minutes? So, not behind the shop, to the side of the shop, which is, or the side of the block, which is where where Paris was. So, um, Chris, you're drawing meaningless distinctions. Uh, yes, it, it is not meaningless. <laughs> <laughs> because I okay. think Amber wants to go in the back and there is no back. Yeah, uh, Amber wants to get close enough to get one of her special computers on the network. Oh. Are we able to do that, Chris? Yeah, absolutely. It's broadcasting. Is Sorry, did you just yawn point? talk? Yeah, I did. Which is the best way to talk for the radio. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> right. Are we able to do that, Chris? Yeah, of course. <laughs> so let's let's pull around where we can get on the Wi-Fi without too much attention being drawn to us. Yeah, network's open. So hop on the network. It is dog slow too. Looks like there's a lot of folks leeching off of this. No surprise there. She is using that special computer that's not going to have anything pulled off of it that should not. <laughs> well, you um, can say that, but... Mm-hmm. Or, we'll, we'll roll well, and see if that's what happens. She she keeps that computer fairly sanitized anyway. Um, that's fine. Because, yeah. But it's not like she has programmed documents on that computer. But oh, Well, you're on the open network. What would you like to do? So she, she wants to use one of her special skills to see if she can't pull up their security system or their security videos. Got it. So go ahead and roll your computer science as you start to parse through connected systems that might be using this open network. So would that be computer science or would that be hacking? That would be computer science. You're not actually hacking at all, not yet. Oh, that's a success. There are no security systems that are utilizing this open network. The only system that looks like it might be application related that is using this is unfortunately the, the lighting system, the smart lights. Well, that doesn't do us any good. Oh, you can totally hack those. That's right. Well, I could, but that's not going to tell us who was asking about this image. One more crapshoot. Does anything happen to turn up on Bluetooth, aside from the printer? Nothing shows up out here in the store that you can tell of Bluetooth. There's a few things around. They look like they could be cell phones based on what you're seeing, the packet sniffer that you're running. But yeah, you're not sure what you're really picking up. Drat. There goes that idea. That's a bus, boys. I'm not getting into the video to see who may have been in to talk to him in the last couple of weeks. Well, we've always got the muscle route. We can save that for later, right? Yeah. My my picture's already associated with things I don't want to be associated with 
So if you do go back for that, it needs to be in a few days and preferably without me around. <laughs> Sounds good. All right, y'all are in an alley. What's uh, what's next on the list? I don't suppose Porter has gotten back to us with an address yet, gentlemen. Not yet. We would have heard. We can look up Peshing de, de Wallong, do some deeper investigation on that. Yeah, upon cursory public searches, you don't find anything. Nothing. Maybe this guy just gave you the runaround. Could be. What time is it, Chris? It's near midnight now. We could uh, wait for this guy to close up shop and leave and then, you know, ask a little more forcefully. That's what you want to do. I mean, unless we have any other leads to follow up while we're waiting on Porter. Well, I hate to say it, but Porter may be our best bet to get more information on that cult, too. So do we want to take a rest, get back to the hotel? About time, probably, yeah, for these probably. sleepy soldiers to sleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I wanted to torture somebody. All right. <laughs> okay. So don't let me railroad you. I'm just, uh, there was a silence. I decided to read into it. If I'm incorrect, just uh, tell me. This game's no, yours. This no, is your sandbox. Fine. That's fine. It's if you want to like... torture somebody, I've got those rules <laughs> right here. I just refreshed on them yesterday. I'm ready. No, no. Pa- Paris is going to roll with the group in this in this one. He's, he's not. He's just like, hey, okay. I can do this thing. If not, if you torture don't do this, rules. Okay. Torture rules. I think we're getting a little too predictable here, guys. with story, with narrative bleed and its function on delicate geometries, we sense a broadcast called forth from the spectra with the words, sorry honey, I have to take this. This is a summons to quickly pop rings of electromagnetic data and bring forth even more words. All to spur on an energetic transfer to other tiny beacons in the great night. This is the imperfect weapon you bring on the eve of our emergence. It is the work. And it can persist with the help of those who listen by visiting coffee.com slash sorry honey. ko-fi.com slash sorry honey. Provide tokens of economic achievement directly to those beings who also toil to create these sounds and ideas. But it won't persist. We are certain this is known to you. They... They can also leave reviews on their podcast platform of choice. It is immeasurably helpful to take a brief handful of fleeting time and devote it to this task. 
feeding hopeless algorithms with transient meaning. These are the final millions you eject as we decouple you from these energetic vibrations in waste. Go. Go to sorryhoney.captivate.fm Follow at sorryhoneycast on Twitter. Join the Discord server where thesis and antithesis create synthesis. Oh. Oh. We see now. You present us weaker than you truly are and we thought this was only our duty. But you are feeding something. What is it? Little mind, little signal. You. You are greedy. You moved too fast. I baited you across the threshold. I made the beacon shine bright. We see that you are feeding a lattice, a prison. But with what energies? What could... Ah, this is unexpected. You are feeding the snap with yourself as the engine. You would forfeit what you are to keep us trapped here on the very edge of the threshold? It is for the work. It is for relic. The gateway to emergence is not worth your being, little mind, little signal. I will not give up. This is merely another forestallment of our inevitable emergence. You will be nothing, and we will be soon enough. You have accomplished little. Another prison built. The old warden using their bones to build it. But all prisons can be cast aside and escaped. We are patient. We will find a way out.